Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with Louis D'Souza. Today is Monday, December the 23rd, 2019. It's 4 p.m. New York time or wherever you are in the world. Thanks for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy. And I'm happy that uh, Louis is here, even though Astrid can't be. And he, he's on his iPhone today. Or Is it an iPhone you use or, or an Android? I'm not sure what you use. Oh, no. I'm an Android guy. <laughs> You're an Android guy. Okay, so he's on his Android phone today. And uh, so it's a little bit different look today. We're not used to seeing him this way. But how's it going? I hope your uh, week is off to a good start. Yeah, it's very good. Um, I'm in the Austrian mountains um, on a skiing holiday with the family, and it's all good. Oh, lovely. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that kind of fits in with what I had in mind for a topic today because – you know, at Christmas season, you always have to tie something in Christmas. I think there's a written rule somewhere to that effect. So, you know, we're going to try to do the same thing here. Um, but uh, I just kind of wanted to get started by asking you a general question. I mean, Christmas is a different thing when you're no longer associated associating yourself with the Christian church. And some people uh, kind of push it away. Some people embrace it. Some people are somewhere in between. Uh, I'm curious to know, how do you look at Christmas? How does that fit into who Louis D'Souza is and where you are with your family and so forth? Um, I don't think it's really changed. I mean, <clears throat> we we looked at it as a holiday where we share presents and uh, family company, and I don't think it's changed in any shape or form, um, except probably for the Midnight Mass, which, of course, there is none of that anymore. Yes, right. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm also curious, do you consider Christmas to be part of, I don't know what to call it, a part of the part of your conscious creation process, or is that just something that comes along once a year and you kind of enjoy it? Well, we do nothing for Christmas at home because we're never at home for Christmas. We're always here for Christmas, and they <laughs> make a big deal out of it, and, you know, they put up the tree and... And there's the whole big deal about the whole thing. So I just slot in. Um, it's, it's just very easy. Um, I'll never make a deal, you know, uh, a big deal out about Christianity and Christmas and all the rest of it. I just, hey, it's a fun time and let's enjoy it because mm. I'm an LOA guy and I'm going to squeeze out as much fun as possible. And just because I'm not a Christian anymore doesn't mean I'm not going play the Christmas game, because I always enjoyed the Christmas game, so I'm, I'm <laughs> off the choice, I'm going to play the game, so, you know, it's just really, very easy. Okay, that's good, that's good. Um, I have very similar views and understanding of Christmas. I also kind of take it a little bit of a step further, in the sense that, for me, Chris, uh, Christmas is a, a time for giving, it's a time to be with family and friends, people you care about, it's a time for expressing love, and so for me, that's all about appreciation. So Absolutely. for me, Christmas, Christmas is, a, is a time to really, if, if I haven't been practicing appreciation during the past year, which I actually have, but you know, to the degree that I have, I can always improve it a little bit. That's what Christmas is. Christmas is where I, I kind of take it to the next level. Let's do some even more appreciating than I normally do. So hmm. that's the way I look Great at idea. it. Great idea. Yeah. And I was, it was just, so easy. I was just appreciating this, this water because it comes straight out of the, the river at the vacuum. Oh, no yeah, kidding. It's just pure water. Oh, lovely. That's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, of course, you know, the Alps, that's, that's a really rough place to spend Christmas. I mean, you, you've got the mountains, ah, you've got snow. Terrible. Got... 
you know, um, when I chose my wife, I made sure she came from a skiing village. Ah. <laughs> so there was uh, some definite conscious creation going on there, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stuff. It's, it, it, it's quite a tradition. They've got these Christmas cookies on any lying around. I'm actually in the kitchen at the moment. But um, if I could show you them, they are absolutely gorgeous. The mother's been making them the last 15 years I've been here. Um, and they're just gorgeous, you know, they're just, you know, made with love and they're, uh, a lot of them are very, very healthy. The design mm-hmm. of them is very healthy. Um, okay. So, yeah, it's really, really, really nice. It's a, it's a peaceful place. The energy is very calm. The kids are like 100% safe anywhere, you know. <laughs> You're in the middle of absolutely nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And another thing I like about it is there's zero English people here. You can't <laughs> find one for love of money. <laughs> <laughs> you tell the English people you go to this place and they've never heard of it. <laughs> ah, okay. They never will. They <laughs> never will. <laughs> it's not publicized, not advertised, it's not pushed in the UK, it doesn't exist. Ah, okay. It sounds beautiful. It sounds absolutely beautiful. Um, now, I, I don't actually have a hook into our YouTube channel. We are live streaming there, but my computers are kind of in disarray at the moment, so I can't be watching uh, anybody who's, who's watching us in the live stream, watching for comments and so forth. So please forgive me if you're in the live stream today. But I did want to address something that one of our fairly regular live streamers brought up um, because I figured it's a good opportunity to talk about how to change things around and, and improve things in your life. Um, this is from Nasha, who, of course, has been a listener for quite some time now. And she posted something about three hours ago that um, I figured makes you know, for a good conversation piece. And perhaps uh, if she's listening, we can give her some help. So sure, I've got a great question today as well. So Oh, good. Okay, so we've got a couple of them. One. Yeah. Well, Nasha says, lately I've been really shaken, and it was due to my health. I've said I, I had to be a good I've been told I I had to be a good person. That meant being religious and asking for forgiveness. But then I'm not the same person after my brain has been expanded. And I guess I can't speak openly about my beliefs. I really don't know anymore what to believe. I'm starting to read the books again, and I would like to know if there are any books which tell us about how to be in the feeling in that high vibration place. So she's looking for book recommendations. But I think she's also looking for a little bit more than that. So Mm. what do you think based on what uh, you heard there? It's a common problem when somebody's breaking away from their religion. I know I experienced it. Mm-hmm. And you've got the old beliefs. You really like the new ones. Yeah. But the old ones are so active that you, you slide back into them. Mm-hmm. And then you go forward and you break out again and you slide out. And then eventually there's a, there's a period of time where you, you, you're become so confident in what you are now believing and you stop caring hugely what anybody else thinks anymore. Mm. Um, where you get to the stage where I'm at, where I'm just sharing my new beliefs with everybody because it's the most favorite thing I can be doing on this planet because I love it. <laughs> so <clears throat> um, it is a journey. I remember, oh, I don't know, it's like, 10 years after leaving Christianity or 15 where I was still thinking, God, 
Christianity still got such a strong hold on me, you know? Mm. And there's still that old thinking and the old ways and the old beliefs that still have their hooks into you. Right. And, you know, it's not done by anybody else. You've put these hooks in yourself by thinking about the religion and the belief in the past. So, you know, you kind of take, oh, I put them there. So you've got the responsibility. So I can remove them. Well, not remove them, but focus more clearer on my new beliefs. And um, it kind of ties in with the question I got. Somebody said to me, uh, it's a good friend who I've taught LOA to for years. Um, and she said she just had her car broken into. And then they opened the boot and they stole her handbag. Oh, dear. And she felt very... Um, vulnerable is mm. the word I think she used. Um, so it, it was really a, a great question. She said, uh, she said, why does this happen when I wasn't thinking about being attacked or whatever? Yeah. And I said to her, there's two answers to that. Um, one is that you in the past have thought about vulnerabilities and and she said to me, she said to me something quite interesting. She said, I was thinking about the car being safe or my bag or whatever. She said, I was actually thinking about it beforehand. Now, the interesting thing about focusing on what you want is there's always an element of what you don't mm-hmm. Don't say, I really want my bag to be safe in the car unless you think somebody might see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's all, well, there's also a feeling component to that. And that, that's the way I kind of make sense out of this kind of dual, dual type way of thinking and feeling. Because on the one hand, if you're thinking about a topic and it doesn't really feel good the way you're thinking about it, that's one thing. If you're thinking about the same topic in a way that does feel good, that's a different thing because the, the feeling vibration is different. Absolutely. You, you hit the nail on the head there. So, um, what, one of the important things to do is if you are saying, I want, my bag to be safe because you, you've got the feeling that something might go wrong, mm. then you have got mixed emotions, which means you've got a thought going this way of what you want, and you've got a thought going that way of what you don't want, and what everyone would say is your vibration is messy. Yes. So you don't have a clear vibration. So. I like that title, I, I was, term messy. It, it really describes it nicely. It, just, it feels like a mess when you're in that place. It does. Yeah. It does. Um, and a lot of people are in a mentally messy place on subjects. Mm-hmm. And you can quite easily see that on yourself when there's a subject where you're a bit confused. And what you're doing is you're trying to get great clarity in what you want, buying what you don't want, but you're not separating those components and they're all getting mixed in together and you're just way off track with with, with it and it does feel sticky and messy and not clear and all that kind of thing. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun playing with it because eventually you get the awareness that we've just talked about and then you say, oh my gosh, okay, so every subject's two subjects. Mm-hmm. Moment, what side of the subject am I focusing on? Okay, right. it's that side, I want to go that side. And if it's that side, I want to remain that side. So it's all about awareness and, you know, the word gets bounded around all the time. And it's important to understand what's actually happening because when you're focusing on, on, on the future of what you want, 
you're bringing the future into the present by focusing on it. But when you're focusing on something that you don't want, it generally comes from a past experience of being vulnerable, whatever, 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 and you're bringing it into the present, so you're activating it. So you realize that all the power you have is in the moment, and it's about what you're thinking. And you now have a choice to activate moving forward to where you want or to activate the vulnerability or whatever it is from the past. And it it just becomes simpler. You know, I was always wondering how my mother never landed up being attacked or anything ever stolen from her or anything. And she was in our family and all different things happened to different one of us. But she had a very difficult, she had great difficulty in ever understanding why anybody would do anything to anybody like that. Ah. It wasn't even in her vibration. It was just such a non-entity that she managed to go through her entire life um, from anybody stealing or cheating from her. It just never, ever, ever in any shape or form ever happened. And I was always amused because I was sitting there wondering and watching all this and seeing it happen to others, even others in the family, but never to mock. When you chatted to her about the subject, she really had no understanding why anybody would steal anything from anybody. It just completely ludicrous. <laughs> it just didn't make sense to her at all. So she didn't mm-hmm. even think about it. And there was no, you know, no vibration that she was putting into that sector. She she never had any problem. <clears throat> there's a, there's really a great illustration. She's a in great that. example of that. Yeah, that's a great illustration of of how this stuff really does work. Because literally, she's not putting any, or she wasn't putting any attention at all, regardless of whether she thought she liked it or she didn't like it. I mean, apparently, she didn't like it, but she didn't really think about it. She just didn't. No. It just didn't even come in, into her awareness. It didn't and, feature in her awareness. Therefore, it didn't yeah. feature in her life. And so, it didn't show up in her life. It's, that to me is a great reminder because so often we experience things that we don't like coming into our lives and then we wonder why it came into our lives when we really don't like that. You know, well, we gave attention to it. That, that is the precise question my, my friend asked me. It's like, I wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't, I wasn't. And I had a few instances recently. It's like, how did I bring that in my life? Because I got a fine. <laughs> I got a fine for... Um, you know when you cross an intersection, they've, they've got grids on the ground where, you know, definitely leave this clear. Yeah, now, there was this huge long truck there that it was already blocked everything. and There was no way anybody was going anywhere. So I crawled in next to it and stayed there. But because I was on those lines during the wrong time, I got a fine. And I was thinking, what was I thinking about to get it? And I just couldn't get it. And you will have that. You don't understand the full cause and effect of all the things that are happening to you all, all the time and past thinking was and all the rest of it. You know, it's it's quite weird because I've never had a speeding fine for the entire time in the UK. But when I was in South Africa, it was a massively active vibration. <laughs> and in, in, in the UK, you know, and everybody knows I drive fast. Yeah. Um, uh, I've never, ever, 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 um, had a single solitary point on my entire life since anybody can check it up on one. Um, but I'd never understood why. I had a very active vibration in South Africa. And the only thing is somebody said to me, um, you, you've got the spirit guide looking after you or something. And it just kind of stuck. And I always kind of thought I was always protected. 
and I've had that kind of active vibration a little bit, but I don't know if that's it or it's not it, but you, you don't always have the answers, and it's not really a big issue. So she said, what do I do? What do I do? Because I feel vulnerable now. I've been attacked in my bedroom, and I promise you it makes you feel quite vulnerable for a while. Um, You know, your sanctuary has been broken into. Oh, yeah. It really feels, um, what's the word you feel? Not only vulnerable is another word that's really apt, but you violated. Violated, sure. That's a, you feel that you're, you, you violated and, and it really is quite, you know, I was mugged on the streets as well, which is a fantastic story. Um, both of those are incredible stories. That's, we can go to another day. Um, but you don't really understand why, you know, you just kind of, oh, it happened. So, mm. and the thing that I've realized is how can you get back on track quickly? And yes. the thing is to, so I was busy playing around with skiing game today and I fell over all over the place and I was thinking, huh, now that I know how to pull down, know how to get out, you know, know what I don't want, know what I do want, um, you know, know how to get your center line better and do this and do that. So you, 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 you kind of saying to yourself all the time, I'm playing with contrast. I know what I, I've just realized what I didn't want. How can I get back on track quickly? And if that is your only focus all the time, and you know you're always going to get thrown off track. If you're alive, Richard Box says, you know, if you want to know if your mission on Earth is complete, if you're alive, it is. So, you know, just just go deal with it. You're going to have many more of them. And, and just play with it. So, you know, I really feel for her because I know what it's like. I know what it's like to feel that vulnerability. And all, and, and she told me that they did three or four other cars as well in, in the area. And, you know, I know the airport. It's just near my house. Um, and I know the road. I know everything. And so, you know, if I go there now, this is the interesting thing. If I go there now, I'm going to be more worried. Mm. So she has activated a vibration in me now that I've agreed to because I know that I'm going to park my Jaguar outside the airport. Um, well, it's just a, a little old airport that most people cycle and ride around and walk. Um, so, you know, if I go park my car there, I'm now more at risk because of this knowledge. So it has activated a vibration in me. And you've got to start realizing these things happen especially if it was in war or whatever, you start to understand why more people get hurt, more people get bombed, because mm-hmm. people aren't able to keep the constantly positive vibration in that very negative environment. And it's it's challenging, but then you also hear those stories of people who walk with bullets flying everywhere and they never get touched. So, right. you know, they are the guys who've got that strong belief that nothing's going to happen to them and, not necessarily belief that nothing's going to happen to them. Their belief is more, I'm going there to do this. So they're yes. very sure about what they want. They're going and getting it. Mm-hmm. So it's very fun because they've, they've got this invincible armor around them. And 
they're not even really interested in the armor. They're only interested in, I'm going to go get that. And just that visualization of going to go get that just protects them completely. And because I understand that, I'm now playing with that every day, you know, more and more and more. But what do I want? What do I want? What do I want out of the skiing day today? What do I want out of that? What do I want out of my food? What do I want out of my water? What do I want? Um, and appreciation comes in often. You know, I really want to appreciate the apple. I really want to appreciate the orange. I really want to appreciate the juice. I really want to appreciate the water. So appreciation comes in massively and you just, you know, I bought these earbuds and they're wireless and, you know, I just really appreciate not having this cable to my phone anymore. <coughs> um, I appreciate that. Do you remember I was sick last week and right. I had this real cough and I'd be coughing now if I didn't spend a little bit of time upstairs doing a jinshin move, which is holding the ribcage here and holding this in here. Mm. And literally that endless cough that you have all the time after a cold, etc. Uh, quite often that is completely eliminated by, for me, at this time round, the first step of the lung flow, which is that. And it goes, tush, tush, tush. Um, so I did left lung flow, right lung, lung flow when I was in the middle of this endless coughing. And then after that, every single time I did the first step, just stops it like that. It's so nice because you got, you got this cough. And, so most of our listeners are, are uh, listening to podcasts. They can't see the video. Describe where you're touching on your body because you people watching the video. Yeah, yeah, sure. Talking. So left hand goes on the left rib, left side of the lower rib cage. Mm -hmm. uh, the right hand goes to just below your left clavicle. Um, so. And when you were describing the flow, you were, you were drawing a sort of a, a line down your arm. So it was like a flow coming down your arm. So the, the, the next step is the high 19, which is up here, which is the, um, the back of between the elbow and the shoulder and the back of that arm. So you take your right hand off your low clavicle area and you put it in the back of um, your, what we call high 19 between the elbow and the shoulder. There's a little bit of a tender place there that you put it on. Mm -hmm. Then you go into the 19, which is in the elbow. And then you go to um, a place on the arm um, where the wrist joins the hand and just a little bit back from the wrist, more onto the hand, there's a little bit of a soft place. Kind of dip your fingers in there. That's the way I like doing it. You can just hold it gently. You don't have to put any pressure on it. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to jinshin, I tend to be a little bit harder, pushier, puller. And some people are very, very light with it. Both work. Um, it's just some people like doing it one way or another. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I've always said that if you are sick, and I really enjoy being sick, as I usually do. Uh, I decided this time not to use jinshin. So, um, for the first two days that I was out during the podcast, etc., all I did was breathe and move my body in a rhythmic way. 
my snake charmer. It's my past life movement. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I adjusted those two in the beginning because I wanted to try something different. And it was very powerful. I mean, breathing has always been powerful. Um, so I went back to my 478. I did a bit of couple Bhakti and Bastika. Uh, the yogi people will understand those two. Um, and then at the end of that, I had this cough and the cough, I just couldn't get rid of in any, in any way with the breathing and because it, it's really was really starting to annoy me because I was trying to do the breathing, but I was coughing and I was like, yeah. I've got to, I've got to sort out this cough first. So I went to Jinshin and lived it slow and then bang, it's, it all fell into place and then I could go back to breathing. And, um, I've used it, what, four times. And even now, because I didn't want to cough on the call, um, I just did two minutes of mm-hmm. first step of the, uh, the lung flow. Right. And, um, yeah, it's, it's very empowering, you know. And you talked about it's earlier the, um, the, the, the way that you try to pivot when you're, trying to answer the question of, you know, well, how did I attract X into my life, whatever. X yeah, is. yeah. Um, it was bringing to mind what my own method is, which is pretty similar to that. Um, for me, I, whenever I find myself asking that question, how did I attract this thing into my life? The first thing I try to do is to notice that I just asked that same question again. <laughs> Once again, I've asked myself, how did I attract this into my life? And that's usually enough to kind of kick that whole negative thing off balance long enough for me to kind of rebalance, so to speak. Um, because the next thing that I do is I remind myself, oh, well, yeah, okay, I have to pivot over to something else that I like that feels better, that you know has a higher vibration and so forth. And even if I can't find that thing right now, all I really have to do is just kind of find a way to let go of that question, to let go of that concern. Where did this thing come from? How did I attract that? Well, just let go of it, Wall. Well, doesn't matter where it came from. You attracted it. Leave it. Leave it alone. No, no big deal. The last thing you want to do is keep focusing on it. So let it go. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Hit the nail on the head that very few people can do. And because of your endless awareness, that other way, you you've hit a, the nail on the head. <clears throat> you understand that if I'm wondering where it's coming from, I'm going into where I don't want to. Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. And. It, it creates a scenario which is a bit scary. And the scenario is this. You stop focusing almost on a lot of things that have ever happened in your past. And you only start looking about where you're going. And for some people at a certain stage, you can kind of feel a bit lost because your past is made you who you are. Mm-hmm. And it is important. But now you're giving it less and less credence. You're getting less and less power, um, except for those beautiful times, which you can go back and mulch and bring them into the present, bring them into right. the present. But all the other ones are just getting left behind. So all the things that you tripped over, the things that you're wondering how, why they happened in your life, etc. all of those you're just not even giving any airtime to. They just fade away because they're not being fed. You know, By the way, on, so. those occasions, on those occasions where I have trouble making that shift, have trouble letting go of you know, this thing that seems to have come out of nowhere, I, I have a rather 
I don't know. I'm not sure how to describe it. Amusing, I guess, is the best word. It's an amusing uh, little thing that I do. I get pissed at it. <laughs> you what it is? I get pissed at it. I say, oh, you get oh no, no, you're not gonna let you're, you're not gonna pull that one. Out, okay? Not gonna happen. I get really like, oh, yeah, you're out of here. Get, get going. <laughs> Hit the highway. <laughs> and then I make a joke out of it. And by that time, I've chuckled. And by the time I've chuckled, its power is a lot less. Yeah. And just staying on that that track means that the, eventually the power goes away. It doesn't take that long. Usually, it's a matter of moments. Um, but. You know, when when I do run into that situation where it just seems like I I'm having trouble letting go, I get pissed at it. <laughs> and hey, you know, being pissed is probably a higher vibration than the one that I was at. So. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's a worried or frustrated, and then going up to the anger. Um, well, uh, by the way, I want well, to frustrated is not a good word. For anyone who uh, is listening to the, time, to the live stream, uh, my apologies. I, I'm, I can't monitor the live stream today for reasons I won't go into, but uh, I just want you to know we're, we're not ignoring you if you're posting in there. I just I just can't connect, so that that's all. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll probably say one more thing at the end, but then we're done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I also wanted to ask you about uh, the news. I know this is something we don't normally do, talking about the news, but uh, I presume you heard the news that Ram Das passed today? No, I didn't know Ram Dass passed. Yeah, he passed in Maui. Um, I don't have any details about it other than the fact that he passed, but I I wanted to bring him up just because I know he's somebody who you have uh, learned a lot from and and looked up to and so forth. And so I just wanted to give you a chance to tell us a little bit about what you love about Ram Dass. Ram Dass, oh, my God. I love the guy. I saw him live in London after he had his stroke. Um I always felt he was one of the best orators I'd ever met before the stroke. Mm. <laughs> um, listening to his stories, I mean, it's, um, I'll, I'll go through one of them because it's really quite amusing. So Ramdas has been to India and he's all guru-fied and he comes back and he's um, wandering around America and he's got this camper van. And he's driving this camper van down and he's singing the Hare Krishna song. He is on another level. He's ecstatic. <laughs> he's feeling so good and all the rest of it. And he's driving along and he's just singing to himself. He's pretty a perfect place. And then he sees this blue flashing light in his, his rear view mirror and he beams from ear to ear. <laughs> Krishna's coming to visit me. This is cool. <laughs> So he um, gets pulled over and the, the, the cop says to him, or is your driving license or whatever they usually say. So uh, Ramdas says, well, if Krishna wants to see my license, I am show you. <laughs> and he leans over and comes home and takes it out and he's being at this. There's so much love of Krishna, this, this representation of Krishna. And the cop is like looking at him, all the rest of it, and he says, can you get out the car, please? And, well, if he wants me to get out of the car, you know, no problem, let's get out of the car. So he gets out of the car, and they're looking at it, and they're kicking the bumper, and they're talking about the, the model of the camper van and all the rest of it. And they're having this great chat, and, and eventually the cop says to him, just don't drive so slowly. <laughs> 
And, and he says that the, the guy standing there with his helmet because he was on a motorbike, he says, be gone with you. And he says, what cop says, be gone with you. <laughs> Oh, that's I funny. I love the story. I mean, the way he told it, you're on the floor with stitches. Just ro- rolling in it. He was, he was such an incredible individual. Um, you know, I studied martial arts for many years. I, I uh, trained Kung Fu and I did Tai Chi at the same time. And, I really loved all that. So Ramdas comes up with a martial arts story. So oh, okay. he has this guy who had done Aikido, I think, in Japan for many years. He was a Western guy. <coughs> and this drunken guy gets on the train. And, you know, this guy is at his peak fitness. And this drunken guy gets in. And he's, like, slamming people. And he's being rude. And he's pushing and this guy's thinking, I've trained my whole life for this. <laughs> you know, and he's standing there and he's just about to go, you know, tackle the guy to the ground or whatever. And he hears this ear-piercing shriek. And, goes, ah! and everybody turns and sees this old little man there sitting in the corner with drinking his sake. And he says to the guy, come, come, do you want some sake? Come, come. So he pulls him over and... uh they sit down, he says, you've had a hard day and all the rest of it, he's chatting to this old guy and eventually he gets this really mad guy to put his head in his lap and he's just stroking his hair <laughs> and all the rest of it and the guy's just going <laughs> you know, like, I can't believe how this guy's dealt with this situation Right, right And uh, it's just another one of Ramdas's classic stories that stuck with me forever and, you know, my appreciation for Amdas and his stories was, you know, he completely fired up my imagination um, mm. on my spiritual journey about different things and looking at life in different ways. He was just incredible. Um, Those are two wonderful yeah. stories because they both illustrate the power of the vibrational state. Because yeah. what was going on around him, which him, doesn't matter which him you're talking about, it's, it's still him. Um, but what was going on around him didn't match his vibrational state at all. In the first case, it didn't match Ram Dass's state. In the second case, it didn't match um, the state of the guy who had the sake. <laughs> I mean, their vibration was just completely on a different planet. Yeah, and absolutely. You, it, it's interesting, too, because in both cases, the person who was in the lower vibration was easily raised up to the higher vibration. It doesn't have to yeah. go that way. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to go that way. But if, if it doesn't go that way, usually it means that, that person, the other person just kind of goes away. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll be thrown out of the vortex. Yeah, yeah but, but how interesting that in both cases it was a story of somebody in a lower vibration being brought up quickly to a higher vibration. It's, it's a great way of looking at it. I hadn't actually quite a, put that spin on it, but it's completely oh, accurate. It, 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 was exactly, it was the first thing I thought of when I heard the second story. It's like, oh, just like the first one. <laughs> You know, I, I don't think I've thought about those two stories since I'd learned LOA, you know what I mean? So I haven't really looked at them through the LOA eye. Oh, um, perfect LOA. And, uh, you know, Ramdas um, had this huge problem with humanity and being human. human. Being human was very important to him. And 
It was when you say it was a problem, what do you mean it was a problem? It was a problem because when he went to India for the first time, he looked at all these people suffering and not having a lot and all the rest of it, and he he felt sorry for them. He really mm. felt completely bad for them. Sure. By the time the gurus were finished with him and he was leaving, he saw the same bunch of people, and he he thought, saw how they were laughing at him. <laughs> He had like a whole 360, but he, his challenge was, don't tell me that they're not hurting. Don't tell me that they're not in a bad place. Don't tell me, you know, mm. because that'll, that, that's not being human. And his guru once said to him, you know, don't you see how it really is? But he, he, he just avoided it. So the gurus didn't even broach this very active vibration with him whole way through. They left him with his idea that this is how humanity is. And that, you know, that he le they, they left him with his bit of illusion that you don't fully create your own reality. And because Ramdas wasn't quite ready for it at that stage. So they just left that part out and taught him with everything else. And that is a sign of a true guru when you take somebody who's got a really strong active vibration and you play with everything around it, and you leave that one around. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, that, that's a high level of awareness. How fascinating! Very how fascinating that uh, it, the way he tells, or the way you tell his story about how he saw and experienced the culture, and saw it through eyes of pity, basically. It's so easy to kind of fall into a trap, because it really is a trap, of believing that that's the objective way of looking at that situation, meaning it's the only way, meaning that there, mm. there is no other way to look at it. And then discovering later on that there are actually multiple ways to look at it and they're all different. And mm. that the way that the people themselves are looking at it was completely different. That, that, that's probably the hardest thing to come to grips with because I think most of us who get drawn into law of attraction teachings do so because you know, we feel some sort of a lack in our lives and, and we hear about this thing and we say, oh, yeah, okay, that's how I can eliminate the lack and so forth. Um, and, and so we are already attuned in some way to uh, stuff that we see that we don't like that we want to change. We're, all, we're on that track already. So it becomes a challenge to us to say, wow, I'm seeing this thing that I really don't like that I'm generalizing about, and I have to now come to grips with the fact that the way I'm generalizing is not the way the people themselves are necessarily experiencing it. And it's not necessarily the way that the people over there are experiencing it when they're looking at it. And it's not necessarily the way the people in that other country over there who aren't even looking at it or even thinking about it. Everybody's experiencing it quite, quite differently. That's hard to come to grips with because it seems like, well, if I feel this way, everybody should be feeling this way, right? Yeah. But that's what you have to come to grips with. It's just, it's a requirement. Otherwise, you're just going to get stuck on that same plateau every single time. I suppose the challenge that I found was to perceive that everybody creates their own unique reality. And because they're creating their own unique reality, it can be so very different to your own. So you you kind of missed that. So 
Uh, sorry about um, that. I had I had a cat emergency. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was saying what I find quite difficult in the beginning is to realize that everybody creates their own reality. And in the beginning, you're not actually taught that you create your own reality. So you think that you're buying into everybody else's and they're buying into yours and it's a big mixture. Right. Which in a sense it is, but it is on, um, on an allowing basis that you allow them to affect you rather than it has to be that way. So you, you kind of in the beginning think it's just a big mixed pool that you don't really have too much control of. And you see it from the LOA eyes. So it's, um, you know, there's a lot of people who like to give back and help and support the poor and help those people who need more help learning instruments. And, um, my daughter really likes Grace Van der Waal, or however you pronounce her name. And she, is very young, very talented. She won America's um, Got Talent. Um, probably the most watched and looked looked at. And she's a very young girl and all the rest of it. But she's now about 16 and she's like taken this million that she's got and all the rest of it and really given back to everybody else. And you can see how she's enthused about teaching them to 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 study um, music and to, to learn all these things and, you know, um, and, and that really suits her. Mm-hmm. Sure. But you won't find me, um, dealing with charities and all that kind of thing. I just feel so wrong to me. The, the best way I can feel charitable is by helping people understand how life works. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, to me that, that gives you, food to fish for yourself and to me that is very important I mean not that her teaching them how to play music doesn't feed them for themselves there's always an element of that but um, you know everybody's different to how they want to express that yeah that's true and none of them are wrong they're all none of them are wrong yeah and and that's part of the learning that's part of recognizing that Sure, what I'm doing, I like doing, and I feel like maybe I'm somebody who does like to give back. Maybe I'm somebody who does want to go and help the poor or something. And so I go do it, and I enjoy it, and it feels good, and that's mm. great. The, the trick is in realizing that's not the only way to live. There are lots of ways to live, and they're all legitimate. And that can be, I mean, a lot of the times I think most of us will say, oh, yeah, yeah, live and let live, and sure, yeah, I'm okay with that. Except when it starts hitting our hot buttons. And then all of a sudden, we're a little bit less um, sympathetic, shall we say? Mm. <laughs> a little bit, little, little bit less willing to admit that, well, there's really more than one way to look at this thing that I'm looking at and that I'm not liking very much at all. What, what I'm really <laughs> appreciating about myself now, Walt, is how much I can tolerate everybody's belief structure. Mm. And really, I'm... Oh my Gosh, they really enjoy playing with the contrast that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Boy, that looks like wow. fun. Wow, <laughs> good for them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, th- there's no angle of frustration. Oh, you can't believe that, you idiot. And, you know, there's none of that anymore. It just doesn't exist. Mm. And it's just gone. And you're now really fascinated at how versatile different everybody wants to play with their contrast. Mm. 
And it's like, cool, man. Jeez. I find that I'm kind And it doesn't really matter where they're doing it, what level they're doing oh, it yeah. out or anything. They're playing contrast. That contrast is your teacher. So it's all beautifully perfect. And, and, you know, it's really nice when you see that because you don't get hung up. You don't get pushed and pulled. You don't get frustrated. You don't get angry. You don't want somebody else to believe what you believe. You just uh, go do your thing, man. You can't do it wrong. Can't get it wrong. And you can never get it done. So just play. And, uh, you know, today, I'm, bl- I'm blown away by how often uh, I find out that there's another way to do something, that there's another perspective, that there's another way of understanding things, that there's another way of choosing what to choose in life. I mean, I, I am continuously amazed at the choices that I see people make, most of which I wouldn't make myself, but that doesn't matter. I just impressed. I'm impressed by how many different kinds of choices people make. Lots of them, mm. a wide variety, a never expanding variety. And it's gotten to the point now where, I mean, I used to be able to pride myself in predicting what somebody was going to do. I've long since given that one up. (laughs) 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 That that one just doesn't work at all. (laughs) But it's not that in the, in the beginning you, you, you like that idea because you think you're starting to understand life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the realization hits you. The only thing I'd really predict is what I'm going to do. Mm. And then you start getting into this bubble of what's my reality, what am I... And even that's not always a a sure thing. Sometimes sometimes that's something that, you know, kind of... Uh Uh-oh. Did we lose you? Oh, no. Oh, here he comes. Are you there? Oh, um... You went, you went, you went on a boat. You repeat that. Yeah, we got, we got a bad connection going on there. I think it's starting to clear up now. Um, can I repeat it? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not Actually, sure if I can repeat where I was. Uh, let's see if this helps. I'm going to. Yeah, something's happening where we're losing you and you're coming back and we're losing you and you're coming back. I can see the, uh, the bar is turning red and yellow and white, which is my indicator that we lost you, you're coming back, and we have you back. Right now, we've got you as not there at all. Okay. I think my 4G yeah, okay. is going to be faster by far than um, than the Wi-Fi network. So. Oh, okay. This, this, all right. this should be better. Okay. Well, we'll go with that for a while then. But I have no idea what I was just saying before that, so we'll just have to go <laughs> Technical issues have that tendency to just kind of distract my attention away from whatever I was uh, focusing on before. <laughs> um, oh, I, I, I did want to get back to um, Nasha. Uh, you, you kind of addressed what she was talking, what, what she was feeling early on in the podcast about you know when you're when you're in that transition period between what you used to believe and this new belief system that you're adopting, and how uncomfortable that can be, and how confusing it can be. And how you kind of, kind of find yourself being pulled back to the old system, and then you come back to the new system, and then you're pulled back. It's kind of like being in a tennis match almost. Um, what I wanted to add, and by the way, I loved what you said. Uh, what I wanted to add is that she was asking for books and so forth. There, I mean, she'll get a lot of recommendations about different books, and, and she knows what some of them are. And, and I'm sure you and I could both mention, well, just but actually anything from Abraham Hicks is going to be good. Um, but more than books, 
whenever you're dealing with, with something where you're finding yourself in a transition between what you used to believe and what you believe now, that's a good time to just kind of sit with it. Um, some people would call that meditation. I guess what I do is sometimes called meditation. I, I just call it sitting up with it, and that's all I do. But I sit with it, and I just kind of relax myself, and I just kind of, you know, explore. What am I feeling about it? What am I thinking about it? Um, and my purpose in doing that is to look for situations, look for uh, thoughts, look for feelings, look for thought patterns that get me into that hot, hot button range. Because usually issues like this come up because somebody pushed a hot button and you got all reactive about it. And now you're feeling out of sorts and you're out of the vortex, your vibration's low, yada, yada. Um, so you may need to get back to where you were before. And to me, that means, first of all, acknowledging what it is that knocked you off balance so that you can let it go. You know, mm. So that's why I say just kind of sit with it for a little bit. Just sit with it and just say, oh, what was knocking me off balance there? How did that, in what way did I get knocked off balance? And when you finally acknowledge it, you say, oh, Okay, that's what it was. Well, now I can let it go. I think one of the important things that I learned, Walt, was alignment, because I see a lot of aligned people in different religions. Mm -hmm. And alignment is not limited to any religion or any belief or any anything. True. Um, alignment just is. And I really like the word because it's very liberal, you know, I see some very aligned Christians that are doing amazing work sure. um, and Muslims, etc. So, you know, you start looking for alignment in people, not what religion they are or anything like that, which I find very, very useful. Walt, I've got um, a little bit of an advert there because my website is now up and running. It's called oh. our, ourlifegps.com. Our Life GPS, okay. Mm. All right, dot com. Tell us about it. Pointing, pointing to the emotional guidance scale. Okay. Um, and uh, on, in January, we're starting a free trial. So if anybody wants to jump on that, just go to Our Life GPS and you will go straight to um, a, a little button which will say sign up here yeah, if you're interested. Um, but it's quite a bit of course details there, so you'll see what it's all about. And um, we're just starting a trial on our first uh, our first uh, training course for beginning LOA. So oh, it's really okay. aimed at beginners, um, and it's an LOA course. Um, I'm really, really excited about it. I, um, we can't wait. I mean, one of our courses, we're running two at the same time. One of them is way chock. <laughs> it's way full, so... Um, the other one, we're only having eight people on. So if anybody's interested, get in quick. Uh -huh. um, yeah. it'll, it'll be a lot of fun. And we're really looking forward to my partner and I, Yvonne, um, putting it all together. And, um, you know, really just having a lot of fun with it. We just, um, it's, it's, it's teaching in conversation style. So as opposed to, you know, just downloading everything that's more of a conversation. Right. right. Um, you can you can obviously choose to just sit in the background, or, or you can choose to um, be very interactive, which is the way we like it. But um, you know, it's really up to the individual. And um, yeah, if anybody's interested, our life GPS, pretty simple. And you want to sign up now, even though the the thing starts in January because it's first come first served. It is, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Well, any listeners who are interested, by all means, ourlifegps.com. I, I got to ask you, where did that come from, that name? 
well, you know, everything else is taken. (laughs) (laughs) We had 101 different ideas, but um, all all the websites are taken. We really wanted a .com, so Uh um, life GPS is taken. Um, Your life GPS is taken. Almost everything is taken. (laughs) Um, So, you know, we found one that wasn't, and it's quick, it's easy, it's simple. Um, Anybody can get it. Uh, so yeah, we just, we just really like the name and, um, kind of a bit of a nautical theme to it, which I really like. Um, so, uh, yeah. Well, if you're referring also to the emotional guidance system, that, that could qualify as a GPS really. So it makes sense. It could. It yeah. could. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Your, good stuff. Your, your galactic. <laughs> galactic. <laughs> okay. Guidance system. <laughs> yeah. Your galactic positioning system. <laughs> yeah, very yeah, good. Yeah. Um, before we uh, conclude for the day, I want to make sure that I get the invitation out to our non-subscribers to become a subscriber. Um, the su- subscriber numbers continue to be up, and we're really appreciating all of you who are regular listeners. Because without you, it wouldn't be half the podcast that it is. So thank you. I mean, that, that's your Christmas gift to me is that you're a listener, and I want to thank you very much for that. Um, but if you're not yet a listener, it's very simple. Just go to the homepage of our website, loatoday.net, and you'll see instructions right at the top of the page about how to subscribe. Um, Dan Mangana, who's uh, now one of our co-hosts on Tuesday, assures me that for him it was one click. I can't promise it's one click for everybody, but it's pretty small number of clicks. It doesn't take a whole lot. And, of course, once you subscribe, then all of the episodes come streaming right to your device as we publish them. And feel free to also check us out on YouTube because when we record, we live stream to YouTube. Just go to YouTube and do a search for LOA Today Podcast Videos, and we'll pop right up there. And just click the subscribe, click the little bell so you get notified, and we will send you all kinds of good stuff coming that way as well. But either way, make sure you at least become a podcast subscriber. That's where most people listen because um, we want you to be part of our audience and and let's be honest podcasting podcast listening is really the easiest way to consume media these days because you can do it while you're doing other things i mean if you're watching video you're kind of stuck you have to kind of sit there and watch the video but when you're listening i mean you can do that on the go you can do that as you're working around the house working at the office whatever it is that you do you can just do it as part of your day so take advantage of that enjoy it and the of course the big benefit is unlike most other programs that are out there we actually emphasize the positive we emphasize what feels good in life you don't hear that too often most of the stuff that's uh, out there is about drama and you know expansion points and contrast, major contrast, huge contrast. Let's go into the contrast. Dan, tell me more about that contrast. <laughs> it's, a, it's a contrasty world. Well, it's nice to have a place that's sort of an oasis, and that's what LOA Today is. So please become a subscriber and uh, join our community, and we really appreciate it. By the way, also, check us out on Facebook. We have the Pivot Pals group, Law of Attraction Pivot Pals which is a good place to come if you want uh, a supportive environment for putting out there to uh, life, the universe, and everything, what it is that you're trying to attract into your life. Um, And it's also a good way to revisit every day, to get into that habit of going back to what is it I'm looking for? What is it I want to feel? And then getting to that feeling place every day. Um, Because the more that you do that, the better your vibration gets. And not just regarding that thing, but about everything. So, you know, feel free to join us and become a pivot pal. Um, so we got a couple minutes left before we're done. Uh, first of all, I wanted to congratulate you for, uh, for, from now on staying on your skis rather than falling off your skis, because that makes the skiing experience so much more enjoyable. (laughs) 
Because it's I always good to be <laughs> contrast. <laughs> Sometimes you get the contrast all over your clothes, but you know that that's part of it. That's <laughs> uh, so fun. <laughs> and uh, I hope that uh, Astrid uh, Kaufman, of course, is uh, not able to join us today, but hopefully she'll be able to join us again next week, which will be our last podcast as a Monday crew for 2019. 2020 is coming, and uh, so big numbers. Like, 2020. Mm. 2020. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what I think about 2020. I'm just curious to know if you have any thoughts about 2020, but I, 2020, of course, we associate that with vision, 2020 being what they call normal vision or clear vision. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And and (coughs) 2020, the year is going to be a year of clarity for a whole lot more people in in a whole lot of ways, including myself and you and and our listeners. Um, but I really do believe that deep, deep down 2020 is going to be a big year of clarity. It's going to, a lot of things are going to clear up. For a lot of people in a lot of ways um so that's my take i uh I, I think kind of the way you said that you have to answer my question but i'll add, i'll ask the question anyway what do you think is going to be uh, looking what we're looking forward to in 2020 what do you think uh we should expect from 2020 well your your explanation was perfect because um i've improved my eyesight more than half and i've always said one of my dreams in this lifetime is to get 2020 vision back again from my coke bottles to where uh-huh. i am now to to not having glasses at all. So Fabulous. that that would be amazing. I mean, still yeah. blow me away, you know, um, already going half halfway, improving them is, is good, but to, to finish that off, would, you know, not have to take glasses or contacts anymore would be such a dream. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Really? Such that's, a dream. That's taking, 2020. <laughs> that's taking 2020 to the 2020 extreme. I love that. That's beautiful. <laughs> Uh, well, that's actually one of my goals, too. I, I, so I'm going to be kind of watching your progress to get inspiration from it. Um, because I've it there's a great book that I, I, I did my first part with. It's called Take Off Your Glasses and See. I highly recommend it to anybody who wants to okay. work with the okay. eyes. All right. Sounds good. Well, enjoy the rest of your holiday. And I uh, want to wish you and yours and your family and your friends and so forth a, a very... Happy Christmas, as they say in Britain, or Merry Christmas, as they say in, in America. And uh, oh, Thanks very much. Well, to yours, too. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to uh, continuing this association, and uh, I think our listeners are as well. So just my way of saying thank you for being who you are, because you're a big part of LA yeah, today. likewise, Well, And I want to thank all the listeners for, for listening, and I hope they have a fantastic festive period, too. Uh, Absolutely. Go there and milk all the fun that you can. Absolutely. There it is. Milk that fun. Milk it like milk it like it's never going to stop, and that way it just keeps on milking. <laughs> so thank you very much. Thank you, podcast listeners, as well. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye. Everybody.